And here we go, folks. We're back with Inside. Did you just clap Middle at your Tennessee. mother? I clap and snap at them. My dad hates me snapping at them. Um, and I We're starting them. early, folks. We're go ahead. So, so it's, it's after Mother's Day. It's after Mother's and, Day. And, and now the respect goes away. Now you're no. slapping and clapping at no. your mother. No, no, no. She can try, but she won't be successful. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying for 40 years. <laughs> oh, my. Folks, but, as usual, we have lively discussions <laughs> off air. We hit the ground running. We only got fi- we only got sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah, we do hit the ground running. We do. Let me start with this much. All right, I'm Jim Ross. <laughs> I'm uh, just nothing but a zookeeper in this room. You know, I'm just trying to keep the animals at bay. Thank God we got Terry Wilcox running the board for hey. us, as the usual. The voice of sanity. The famous T. <laughs> Willie. Y'all listen to him at 11 o'clock today for the for T. Willie's Mule Town Mix on 103.7. Uh, it yes, comes out at 10 o'clock. At uh, 10 o'clock. 11 to 12, Del Kenny will be here for Front Porch Happenings, where we'll bring in the people from Murray County, uh, from downtown uh Stuff like that, and uh, Kelly Johnson usually stops by, and anybody else that's got an event, we're happy to advertise it from eleven to twelve every Friday. Yeah, on one hundred three point yep. seven, Representative Scott Sapicki in his in his uh, <clears throat> uh, farming clothes on today. <laughs> yeah, work day. He's yeah. growing yeah. a different crop up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, a crop of what? Sheila? We're not sure. <laughs> be know. nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's legal or illegal. Just be nice. I know it's. There. I know it's well fertilized. Up there, there are. There are. <laughs> now I've told you that there are people other than Murray County listening to this. So be nice, because there's somebody over here who writes grants for Murray County. <laughs> yes, I'm. And we need the money to continue. We need to flow. the money to continue to flow. Yes. Well, we'll I, try to. I so need to. Nice. Oh, 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 Uh-oh, we got oh, the bell out. Oh. And then we got the dynamic duo of <laughs> Sheila Hickman and her daughter, Sarah Elizabeth, who decided to make an appearance this week. So, yes. Boot and all. Boot and all. Foot uh, boot. Foot boot. I'm waiting on my MRI about my torn Achilles on my left foot. Good luck with Who'd that. Who'd you kick? I didn't kick him. No, dog. No, I don't there. have a good story. Rumor is. Is that the same foot? That you... No, that is not the same. So it's the other foot. It's my no. other foot. We want a matching set. <laughs> I'm getting my 40-year-old tune-up. I, you know, get one foot at 39 Ooh. and one foot. It's, it's yeah, it's it's intense. But well, May is very busy for mothers, um, and especially some that have children in elementary, middle, and high school, because it's crazy. It's what? It's crazy. Uh, and why is that? Well, you got bulldog like for Ellie Grace. We had bulldog run, and we have the end of the year stuff, and graduation, graduation, all that. All that. But the last week of school, it could is so much fun. It is just so much fun because you can just everything you just about done all you can do. So, <laughs> <laughs> they had a glow party. Ellie Grace's class had a glow party, learning about neon and and like lightning fire bugs. Fl- lightning bugs and yeah, all. It that was kind of really stuff. cute what she brought home. You know, Sheila, that really that what grade you in? Second. Okay. You know, <laughs> folks, I, I tell people this all the time. We have no agenda when we come in here, <laughs> and we go off on tangents, and a whole lot of them are fun. And Sheila just brought up something that I just got to ask this question. <laughs> and all your teaching career, you just said it's so much fun this year. Yeah. How in the world did you control your classroom the last week of school? Well, I tried to, I tried to be even more entertaining. They watched movies. Even more entertaining than I usually am. Don't and, say that. No, 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 I will tell you that she showed hmm. movies that pertained to oh, American yes. literature. So this is, as, as a legislator in education, 
one of my pet peeves is that we give the window for TCAP too early in the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Which now they have the teachers have to cram more standards into a shorter time period, which doesn't allow them to go with depth and knowledge no, to get a stupid test done. And they get it done so early that now they have to fill time for yeah. a month well, of with the kids. Instead of saying the window's going to be in the middle of May. Extended, yeah. You yeah. get an extra 35 days to yeah. teach your kids yeah. and prepare them for what they're supposed to do. Well, we, even had, we had spelling tests up until... Um, That's all local stuff. It's local. local. We had spelling tests up till last week. And they were words that had no... No, no, no relevance to No anything. relevance no of context relevance for a small anything. child to understand. They were based on the War of 1812. So if the Department of Education happens to be listening today, <laughs> <laughs> push the TCAP window back 30 days. Absolutely. Right? Let the teachers have more time to teach these kids on the relevant standards that they're supposed to teach them. It's my phone blowing up, and I know who it is. Yep, that's it. Phone? <laughs> phone. Uh, Please silence. But, you know, we know a representative who ought to be able to get that done. We are working on that right now, and if we can accomplish... Well, anyway, that's it. go ahead. Finish your story. No, but anyway, I just... It's a lot because... And, and I will say, as having a second grader, they took the TCAP. This time. They took the third grade test. And... To prepare them so they, prepare get, they get an them. idea where yeah. they are. But, um... I have test anxiety. That's not required by the state, by the way. I understand that. I am not a, te- a good test taker, a standardized test taker. I will tell you, my ACT, my GRE, everything has not impacted me to where I am today. I have a under, I have a bachelor's and a master's. So you were able to take tests. I was able to take tests. And you were able to pass them. So you could get your bachelor's and your master's. Yeah, she made a decent score, but she never made what she thought was the... Admirable the score. admiral score, but I have test anxiety. If mm. you put a standardized test in front of me, I will shut. I will shut down. There's a little face that peeked oh, your okay. face through the door. <laughs> My child has inherited that. Well, they've already implanted that in the second grade because she came home one day telling this mournful tale about what was going to happen to the third graders. And in turn, what would happen to her when she was a third grader? Now, whoever came up with that big idea had a very small perception of what children take in. Because when you tell them things like that, it sits right on their brain. And she's already worried. And when they took that practice TCAP or whatever they called it, she said, no one had ever taught us those things. Yeah. Well, somebody is instilling fear where they should Already. not be instilling fear. So, Already. So here's where football comes in. And I'll tell you this. Education, and Mr. Hickman would probably agree with me, education and sports almost are identically the same the way they're administered and taught. When I played at Wisconsin, our coaches, and you've heard Nick Saban, one of the greatest coaches. It, what, 1925? Whatever. <laughs> Uh, 80s. Anyway, so as as someone in an authority, a coach or a teacher, right, especially a coach, our coaches told us all the time that it doesn't matter who you play. We're going to do what we do to the best of our ability, and if the scoreboard's in our favor at the end of the day, we win. Yeah. And if it isn't, we've done the best we can possibly do. Yeah. Nick Saban says the same thing at Alabama. It doesn't matter who we play. We're going to do what Alabama does. We're going to do it to the highest levels. 
one of the biggest problems that we've seen arise, especially with the third grade retention bill, is the stress that has been downloaded onto our Little students. Little kids. And it's been downloaded on there by parents and by teachers. By those coaches. Right, who are saying, you've got to do this. This is the biggest test. If you just say, look, Ellie Grace, do the best you can. That's what we And saw. whatever happens, happens. And we, if you if you are short in something, we will get you help to we'll make it up. We'll deal with it. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just let them take the test. All we need to, and here, and I had some discussions with some teachers. Over and there. remind everybody, Scott, the avenues, uh, you know, for help. Oh my! On these, well, on these during tests. the year we have response to intervention, which is real time kids getting behind, getting the help they need in math, science, whatever they're, whatever they're lacking in. We've now added summer camps so kids can go to extra school to get the help they need. But the best part about summer camps is it's not a, tw- a class of 25. It might be a class of nine. Okay. And they had, Ellie Grace went last summer, and she loved it. Yeah. yeah. She, she said, did it. Yeah. Was it effective? That's the it question It was effective. She learned well, a lot more. And she she's growing, and she's learning, and she's getting more confident The yeah. The confidence is finally building in her that she is knowledgeable about things. Mm-hmm. And and I remember mm-hmm. second, third grade was when that sort of started to get in my head that I knew a little bit more than... In sports, we'd say everything's starting to click. Yeah. yeah. So, so, here, yes. so here's here's something to consider, right? Yeah. In the Sapicki family, I did okay in school. Mm-hmm. Right? I wasn't the best student in the world. But I was an excellent athlete. So my level of expectation on my kids athletically is it's extremely high. high. Yes. Yeah. Academically is work hard, do the work. Yeah. Yes. In the Hickman family, it may be you academically are achieving to the highest level yeah. possible. That bar is set pretty high. And and athletically, do the best you can. Yeah. Well, that's how. And so yeah. every household is different based off of what the parental structure is. And that's what right. Focus. That's good poetry. I've got two boys that you've seen that their main focus is is going to college to play football. You sure they're not mules? Well, <laughs> they're I huge. I think they're hybrid now. Big, now, big boys. Are, are they great students? Not by a long shot. <laughs> Neither was I. But I worked hard. Well, I was an A-B student. I was. But you know when I... I was not. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, you were in the Honor Society. I was in that. the Beta Club and all I, that. Yeah. But, when, but when all is said and done, if if our students, your son and Ellie Grace and all these folks that are in school, if they get the basics and they know how to add and subtract and can read... And critical thinking. And follow directions... Then it doesn't matter whether they made A's and B's and C's. Yeah. It just Nobody just wants that. to. Yeah, I remember worrying about the ACT score because Carol, our foreign exchange student from Switzerland, mm-hmm. took the ACT when we took we took it as juniors. She made a perfect score, <laughs> and I sat Good in the backyard. I sat in the backyard and cried. She. So was. you think so? We're getting ready. We're getting ready to work on the mathematics bill. Yes. Now. Next year, I've, we've already started the process. I met with some Murray County uh, administrators t- uh, this week. I've already met with Bradley County. I'm going to meet with Jackson. And we're going to start to put together the mathematics bill. We talk about pressure, right? Yes. Yeah. What kind of pressure do they put on the kids on academics in Japan? Oh, oh it's very, very, very buddy, right? Yeah. 
Oh, or, and the parents or do it. in Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland, oh, yes. or in Europe, right? Yeah. Because oh, yes. I mean, it is do or die. Uh huh. Oh, it ain't. And that's why know. so many yeah. of them come to the United States. With all due respect to our our country, is that we don't put the competitive nature of academics like they do. Yeah. Oh, so the students yeah. that are coming here are normally the ones that couldn't get into school back home. They're the cast-offs. Yeah. But they come over here and there's perfect 4-0 students. Well, Carol is across the board. She her, has a doctorate. And she and it and all of her family was just her mother was a pharmacist ran her own drugstore. Her daddy had served as secretary mm-hmm. in both houses of their legislature. I mean, they were just and right. we we went to we went to three, we went to elementary school, middle school and university. High school and university. High school and university. We had a when we went, we went for 11 days. I, well, I've talked about this. Go to Switzerland, but um, <laughs> that's my advertisement. Uh, but they they are very they're driven, driven, yeah. and and they split right before they go to high school. Yeah, they either go the university track or the tech track, which is what we used to have. She yes, said, she said when she was in wherever that parting place is, she said. We're going to have an experiment or whatever they call it. And this is what you do. You pick out a job that you'd like to try for a few weeks. And so everybody put down a job and they didn't get that job. They got another job. Mm. So So then she got the job in one of the chocolate places like Lucille Ball. And (laughs) And she said... She You'll said, have to Google that for, folks, the, for those under the age of 50. Yeah. <laughs> so she said at the end of that time, whatever, two weeks or what it was, they went back to school and they said, well, do you want to make chocolate candy the rest of your life or do you want to go to the university track? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she and she is very high up in the Swiss so, Post now. So, so here's, yeah. here's, here's my opinion only, yeah. but here's where we are in, in, in our country and in our state. Um. Columbia Central High School, Spring Hill High School, Columbia Academy. This fall, we'll be playing football, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the expectations of those coaches? Oh, we're going They're to have a good win it season. all. State championship, yeah. right? That's yeah. right. We set the bar of a hundred percent, ten and zero state championship, right? Yeah. Basketball, same thing. Same thing. Baseball, girls' soccer, right? But we don't put the same goals in education. No. No. We don't. No. She, now, she now, here's just... a question for you. How many kids are going to go on to play college sports? There's like, less what is it, less than 10% or something like that? How many kids are going to play at the professional ranks? Probably like five. It's, it's po- no, it's point zero it's something, less than right? one. Yeah. Yeah. How many kids have the opportunity to be successful in education? Every. They all, they all do. They all do, yeah. So where should we be investing our pressure? Should it be in sports or should it be in education? But we need to do Because it I'm a professional, I'm an ex-professional football and baseball player. But I'm not an ex-professionally educated person. And well, neither are you, Sheila. No, we need, we, but we need to do that in such a way that it's, it's a positive thing it's and not a threatening thing. It's encouraging. Yes. Yeah. Hey, if you want to do this, this is the pathway to get there. Yeah. And, be, and guess Here's the thing. You control the pathway. Yeah. In sports, somebody else controls your pathway on an evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, folks. All right. You know, we may come back and visit this the third segment again. Uh oh. You got a little bit more? Yeah. 
But speaking of education, we need to educate our listeners on all our important messages. So we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Let's face it, the world is constantly changing and it is now more important than ever to take care of those who you trust with your business every day. Large and even international competition has made it increasingly difficult to keep your best talent. With Caledonian Financial's local business plan to help, you can give your employees a business package that is competitive and effective for everyone. I'm Thomas Sneed with Caledonian Financial here in downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at GarbageManInc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. Here we go, folks. You just never know where this show's going to no, go. No, no. Um, <laughs> so I dug into my archive at home. Well, tell everybody what that lead-in was now. Um, that is Stevie Wonder, very superstitious. Very superstitious, writing on the wall. <laughs> so I dug in my archives at home, and my grandmother, my mother's mother, Mildred Martin Hutcherson, was very superstitious. And she... There's a lot of people are. As, and and my, my other grandmother, Evelyn um, Carpenter-Hickman, she, she was very superstitious. I bet well. Halloween was fun around your house. Uh, so, <laughs> I, Mildred, my granny, Granny Hutcherson, had a book of omens, and I inherited that, which I was very excited about, because she always told us stuff, and I'm like, where is she... Yeah, and Mama, we talked about this last night on the back porch about my grandmother and her superstitions, and Sean and Ellie Grace are asking questions and all that. So, but I'm going to read a little bit from the Book of Omens. So, good luck is something we all desire, need, and possibly even deserve. But how to get it has puzzled man since he lived in caves. Although the quest for good luck continues, one interesting product, or rather result of the quest, is the belief of omens and superstitions. That's the introduduction of this and little my, book. And my mother was just full of them. She was just <laughs> It is hilarious. And, and I'm glad you survived, Sheila. So, superstitions are a part of our culture. When I taught Huckleberry Finn, I had the, I think there are over 100 superstitions in Huckleberry Finn. And I had the students write down every time they found a superstition. And at the end of the reading, we'd go over all well, those. Yeah, well, Scott will tell you, sports is loaded with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nah. Nah. Lucky socks. Got to wear your socks. lucky socks to the game. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, this this book is divided into different chapters. And so, in the animal and creatures uh, chapter for crickets. Crickets that come calling bring good luck. But if they suddenly leave your house, it's an omen of forthcoming illness. Ooh. Ooh. And it is considered very unlucky to kill a cricket. So in the middle of the night, when you hear a cricket in your house, <laughs> don't refrain. Go, leave it alone. Refrain. Well, uh, Dickens wrote a, a Christmas story called Cricket on the Hearth. Um, too many crickets. <laughs> <laughs> frogs. Sure you're right. Uh, frogs. It's unlucky to kill a frog. When you hear a frog croak in the daytime, rain should follow within three days. Take heed of what you're doing when you hear the hear a frog in the spring. It's what you'll be doing most of the year. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the frogs out there by our fish pond sound like the uh, hammer and anvil chorus. <laughs> that is one of the most pleasing sounds to my wife. Yes. She loves to listen to the frogs. Yeah, uh, we, we were sat out there last night. Particularly the big bullfrogs. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't particularly like that sound. No, you sure Daniel hadn't taken over? <laughs> no, that's the young that's the young bull in the pasture that's pushed up against the old bull. I got you. I got you. And uh, his brother. Uh, so a ladybug is one of the state insects, and a ladybug brings nothing but good luck to any house she chooses. Is that to like visit. a Japanese beetle? No, no, that was the old timey I mean, ladybug. Yeah. Um <laughs> roosters, roosters. If you hear a rooster crow in the daytime, bake a cake. 
Company is coming. But if he crows at night, trouble is coming. It wouldn't bode well for you if you heard it to crow three times before the dawn. That's right. That's right. Ooh. So, ooh. Now we're getting into the biblical <laughs> end of the it biblical all. biblical things. Uh, squirrels. I love this. <laughs> if a squirrel crosses your path, notice the direction in which he goes. If he goes to your right, you'll have good luck. If he goes to your left, you'll have bad luck. What about the squirrel gets in the middle of the road, can't make his mind up, goes back and forth all the time? They'll do that. So so if a squirrel goes between two people who are facing each other, one's going to have good luck, one's going to have bad luck? I would have guessed so. It depends on which (laughs) way it goes. Uh I'm not. Just squirrel. 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 Okay. The next one is plants and flowers. You know, there's just no telling what you'll learn on this show. No, this is this, perfectly. I wonderful. thought this would be fun. I, it is I've fun. I've been talking about it for a while, and I've, I've, I've thought about hey, because it's about to be hay season. Okay. Oh yes. You right, will have Morris. good luck in your travels if you see or pass a load of hay. Well, they're all they're beginning to show. So, so everybody, look out for well, good luck. When, when that was probably written. It was because you were having a good luck that you didn't have to pick it all up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, dandelions. Pick a dandelion gone to seed and wish as you blow on the white top. If the entire top blows away, the wish will come true. This sounds like it came out of poor Richard's Almanac. Yeah, it's got <laughs> I bet it was loaded it sound, with it. It's got it that like, flavor to it. Uh, the sunflower is known to bring good luck wherever it grows. The sunflower is considered especially lucky for newlyweds because it invariably faces the sun and is in so- symbolic of constancy in its affection. Let's go plant a bunch of them if you uh, kick yes. the deer off of them. <laughs> yes. That's right. Leaves. You will have 12 months of luck and happiness, and you'll avoid cold winters if you catch a falling leaf in the summer. <laughs> they need to pass that on to the weatherman. <laughs> you know, the only tree I know of that, that will do that, will, will shed a leaf in the summertime, is a tulip poplar. You'll yeah. see a bunch yeah. of them turning yellow yeah. and yeah. popping off. Yeah. The next chapter is birthstones and gems, and everybody knows that all the months have a stone for it um, and everything. My month is aquamarine because I was born in March. Because this stone brings hope, it should be worn by those who are disappointed and unhappy. Mine's opal. What's opal? Opal is... What lie do you have in there about opal? The (laughs) stone is considered unlucky, except for those born under the Libra. If it becomes especially unlucky for its wearer, it loses its fire and grows dull. Well, that explains a whole lot about my life. (laughs) (laughs) That is so sad. (laughs) Um, Emerald. Legend says if if this stone is given by a lover, it retains its brilliance only if both lovers are true. When love wanes, the stone grows dull. The emerald also brings gaiety, popularity, and strength to the age. Mr. Willie, when's your birthday? Uh, October 16th. October. Oh, well, we well, you, and I, you and I are both old. Yeah, I'm a Libra, though. Ah, there you go. Scott, when's your birthday? Uh, July, it's a ruby. It's a yeah. ruby. Oh, that's Ellie Grace's It's birthday. red. It's ruby. <laughs> ruby. Ruby. This ruby. stone symbolizes loyalty, courage, and virility. <laughs> it can be angry, cruel, and bring misfortune if the color changes. I never well, know the gemstone and change yeah, color. I didn't, yeah, I know this all gets into this, like, all I this know. other stuff. Charms and amulets. There you go. Horseshoe. It was once believed that if a horse lost his shoe, it was an omen of bad luck for the rider. All the luck the rider possessed went into the person who found the shoe. Oh. 
Finding a horseshoe is still considered very lucky indeed, and the one who finds it must keep it to ensure his luck. The number of nails in a horseshoe you find will determine the amount of luck you will have. The more nails, the more luck. A horseshoe will bring good luck to a house and ke- and help keep witches out if it's nailed <laughs> over the doorway. And rubbing two horseshoes together brings good luck. I thought that was pretty good. good. The rabbit's foot. Oh, not, the rabbit's foot. Not, not much good for the rabbit. No, I'm sure not. <laughs> You'll have good luck if you carry a rabbit's foot with you. And a lucky place to carry it is in your hip pocket. But most pants don't have hip pockets anymore. I, I will tell you something that Sheila and, and Terry and I will both remember this. But when I was a kid, they used to sell rabbit's foot. Oh, yeah, at the store. They had them yeah. up on a little display. They, I mean, these are real rabbit's foot. Yeah. And they were dyed different colors. Yeah. And they have a brass kind of a coverlet on the end yeah. of it with, with, a, uh, la- with a lanyard attached yeah. to it. <laughs> well, they probably cost 15 cents. Yeah, now it's way too cruel to do that. Yeah. So, theatrical people used to apply their makeup with a rabbit's foot to ensure a good performance. What do you about the scratches? I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't sound sanitary. The wishbone, traditionally, for Thanksgiving. The wishbone or collarbone of a chicken is lucky. Whoever finds one and keeps it will have good luck. Two people should hold the ends of a dry wishbone and silently make a wish. Snap the wishbone, and whoever gets the capped end will get his wish. The one left with the short end isn't altogether a loser. He or she will be the first to wed of the two. Oh, well, we've done that at the house. Mama liked to do the wishbone. So, clothing and colors. <laughs> I know that Scott has talked about um, like wearing specific clothing like there's a dress code at the legislature and mm-hmm. his children and ties. yeah his Color children ties. and and their dress clo- you know their only dress t-shirts coat, only t-shirts <laughs> whatever so colors uh it's said that the colors we choose to wear not only affect our personalities but mirror our innermost feelings so scott has blue on today for his tie so blue is heaven's own color and signifies peace, tranquility, piety, and divine contemplation. Well, that's what he's looking for. It's we didn't say most, he's getting it. It's the most soothing <laughs> colors and is said to calm angry passions. Blue is a very lucky color for lovers. Green, um, T. Willie and Jim have we're, green on We're envious. Green is the color of spring, is it invariably associated with youth and hope. However, it also signifies jealousy. Green is considered the unluckiest color of all. <laughs> the saying goes, she who wears green will soon wear black. Well, yeah, I well, got a black shirt. Terry and I, after this, we were just green with envy. We were green with envy. <laughs> 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 Purple, my favorite color, is the color of majesty, power, and faith. And it was also the hardest color to dye. And that's why royalty had purple purple clothing. So, we even have purple dishes. India ink. Yeah. 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 Remember all that? Yeah. So, uh, gloves. Nobody really wears gloves anymore, but you're in for a disappointment if you drop a glove. Furthermore, it's unlucky to pick up the glove yourself. Have someone else pick it up for you to avert the disappointment. Hats. I love this. Because wait, let's, wait let's, let's stop on gloves for a minute. Do y'all remember, it used to be in every movie, that if a 
woman wanted to get something romantic going with a man, she would drop, drop her, her glove. glove so yes. he would pick it up. To get attention. And she could start engaging. Yes. And then them. she got lucky. <laughs> and then she got lucky. Or maybe he got lucky. It all like, went downhill from there for the guys. Yeah. yeah probably. That's like yep. Betty Davis. <laughs> Betty Davis. Betty Davis eyes. So we were when we were sitting on the porch last night, because my husband does this, and I was reading this to, to tell him this, but hats. It's unlucky to put your hat on a bed. Oh, my mother was adamant about that. And to Not pull- to mention when you set it on a table, you set it upside down. Yeah. Yes. And it, to wear someone else's hat means bad luck. So don't wear your boyfriend's baseball hat. You know, that when, would explain some of my karma. But. When when Bill Glidden used to run this show, he'd always have a cowboy hat. Yeah. And he'd always he'd bring it in, he'd take it off. Turn it up. And he'd turn it upside down, sit it on a seat, and heaven help you if you touched it. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, sacred items. Yeah, that's Thank just you. something you just did not bother. No. For new clothing, to rip a garment the first time you put it on is an unlucky omen. It's unlucky <laughs> to wash a new garment before it's worn. It's a bad omen to wear new clothing at a funeral. You know, everybody has to go get an outfit for a funeral. But, you know. <laughs> oh, they do? Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is, this is, Scott, listen to this. It's unlucky to put a new suit on for the first time on Monday, Tuesday, or Saturday. <laughs> for good luck, wear it on wear it first on Sunday, Wednesday, or Thursday. <laughs> Keep up with that. I'm going to disagree with you on that one <laughs> because when we passed the Duck River Bell on the house floor, I was wearing a brand new suit. Well, there you go. There you go. So, and then it just keeps going. This is hilarious. As noses and sneezes. Uh oh. Sanitary things. That's huh? right. If your nose itches, you're going to have a fight, get company, or kiss a fool. <laughs> if your nose burns, someone is talking about you. I've always heard about if, if your, your ears, ears burn, burn, someone's talking about you. Um, sneezing has meaning. Three rapid sneezes in succession. Omen, good luck. If you sneeze on a Monday, you'll be kissed by a stranger. If you sneeze on a Sunday, you'll have bad luck all week. If you sneeze before breakfast, you'll get company that day. If you sneeze with food in your mouth, you'll soon hear of of a death. Oh, that's bad. Um, If you sneeze as something is being said, whatever is said is the absolute truth. It sounds to me like you better not sneeze anymore. Sneeze and vote. For a good There's way luck. too many implications yes, to a so sneeze. It's a if and when and whatever. And then, so I'm going to go on to the back because I'm running out of time, I'm sure. You are. I mm-hmm. am. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Lucky days, lucky numbers, all that. It brooms. It's unlucky to step over a broom or have one fall as you pass it. It's unlucky to borrow, lend, or burn a broom. I've never burned a broom. If you had a straw broom, need, yeah, need yeah. Kindling. So, and I'm going to end with salt. If I can find it, to spill salt is very unlucky. Avert bad luck by throwing a tiny pinch over your shoulder. It's a left shoulder too, isn't yes. it, Sheila? Too much salt in the food is a sure sign that the cook is in love. <laughs> I can't cook. It's very unlucky to run out of salt. So, I thought those were cool. To share with y'all today. Very interesting. So. Very superstitious. Don't walk under a ladder. All that. Superstitious. Well, folks, I'll tell you, we're going to break for, have a few messages, and they are not superstitious. (laughs) Y'all listen to them closely. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. I love you. 
I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone, and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee, solving the world's problems during break. <laughs> yep, One well issue at a time. Just let us know what's on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what's next? Bring it on. Yeah, just bring it on. We'll solve it for you. You'll get an opinion. You may not like it, but you'll I'll get find, one. I'll it find a song to play. Out. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, we weren't, and it is a very interesting subject that, that, and I think Scott made a really good point on this, is that, that recess and getting physical activity 
during a day outside will allow you to mentally reset and be able to be taught when you got back into the classroom. Well, you know, they don't even have to take physical education now. Mm -hmm. That's one of those things. They slip around and take it somewhere. Goodness gracious, when I was at Central, we had physical education, and I was probably the worst person Ms. Ramsey ever taught. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. And and I we got a lot out of it. And we went up there on the hill and played softball, we played volleyball and, and uh they were the meanest girls in my squad. <laughs> they used to threaten me. All right, let's don't grind any actors. No, in I'm here not too. and I taught some of their children and I just forgot how mean their mothers were to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that you instilled sweetness in those children. I did. I was extra nice to them because I knew how bad it was to be mistreated there there you go all right scott i know you got something you got to say so so a lot of stuff going on i just want to keep everybody in the loop about what's happening uh first of all for teachers out there who are retired we passed a bill this year to uh to remove the 120 day limitation on the contracts so now retired teachers who can now they can go back into the classroom and teach full-time and not affect their pension and what are we going to do about the expired certificates? Uh, we are working on a waiver for that this year, that if your certificate has expired, we can get you a temporary teaching permit, and we're going to work on getting a waiver for you as you go back into the classroom. So people like Ms. Hickman, who let her license expire, can go back into the classroom and teach. Oh, she was going to put Eddie back in. I would like to teach the scarlet letter one more time. We will make that happen for you. I would just, I would be really I know good. somebody that can make that happen for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, we just passed our budget. So in the 23-24 school year coming up in August, the first pay bump, the minimum pay bump, it will take effect. I think it bumps to 44000 And by uh, 24, 25, 25, by 25, 26 school year, the minimum pay for a teacher in Tennessee will be 50000 In the southeast United States, that puts us at number three. So that means you'd get the the base salary is fifty thousand. Yes. So if you have advanced degrees and many years of experience, it gets on top of that. Yeah. So, I hope they figure that out right. And we've talked to uh, we've talked to the governor, and what we hope is if we start to see the influx of people getting in there, and we start to see um, um, districts having the opportunity to pick from multiple applicants, then it's success. If not, and we need to bump it again, we're willing to bump it again to entice more people to get into the teaching profession. Well, you know, if you could get a whole bunch of us people who used to teach back when we had school, <laughs> you, you probably could turn a lot of things around. I had real school. Real school. We'll get you back in there. Um, <laughs> TCAPs, the administration of the TCAPs went off without a hitch this year. A couple minor, uh, minor little hiccups here and there, but nothing on the wide scale we used to see. Um, now, we have limited the electronic portion of the TCAP to only high school and middle school. That's Good. it. We are going, and I, we've got a bill right now that enabled to bump it down to to elementary that the, the commissioner would have to come to the General Assembly and ask permission to do that. We've already determined that we will not grant that permission. No, so, that that's not good. That's listening to teachers, by the way. Um, money for the uh, career technical member I talked about, the schools where each going to get a, high school is going to get a million, et cetera. Uh, they have um, uh, most of our school systems have already sent in what they're going to use the money for. That money is going to start to get appropriated now here shortly, so they can start to implement that for the 23-24 school year coming up. So Murray County is going to get, I think they're going to get like 4 and a half or $5 million. Well, I hope somebody monitors that carefully and mm-hmm. spends it wisely. That would be uh, Eddie Hickman, by the way. 
Uh, by uh, golly, it would get it would it would it would work if it was. This is very important to us up there, is because we got to have that dual pathway for these kids. We have a lot of great kids that could be very very successful in life if we open up the career technical path for them as a pipeline, Absolutely. starting in middle school. And therefore, when they get to high school and start taking dual enrollment classes through CTE, they could just about have their certificate ready to go to work. When they get their diploma, they get their CTE cert certificate, and they could come out being an apprentice welder or an apprentice electrician as an 18-year-old coming out of high school. And I know, Willie, that pays pretty well up there at GM, doesn't it? Absolutely. pays well everywhere. It pays well everywhere. Well, Sheila will tell you, too, I think, that there are a lot of children out there whose mm-hmm. brain does not become engaged until they lay their hands on the something. Yes, That's correct. They, they, they are tactile They learners. are tactile learners. Uh, we passed over $400 million in tax breaks this year for the people of Tennessee. Uh, in August, September, and October, you will notice that your grocery bill is going to get a little bit lighter. Well, be- that'll be good. It's because the sales tax has been lifted on groceries for August, September, and October this year. That's by 10%. That's not a yeah. small number. Right. So and if, work- that, if that works, will it be extended? That's we're, what we're looking at is, is how it affects our budget. Yeah. As long as it doesn't negative, negatively impact our budget, I would probably look for five months next, next, next budget cycle. Okay. The goal, I think, from the general assembly is is to lift the food tax altogether well that would be a great help Um, the business tax breaks go into effect july 1st for small businesses on the threshold about what triggers them to have to start to pay taxes so we're going to we're going to put more money into the businesses hands for either expansion or because of the tight labor market they have to pay people more to be able to work for them Mm -hmm. so try to compensate for that um the, the, the money for TISA will flow in the 23-24 school year. That's the new funding formula. Murray County, I've already checked with the Department of Education, is on path to get roughly $17 more million from the state. Once wow. again, let's spend it wisely. That, that is what we really need to watch this year is what that money gets used for. How is it being used to improve the educational outcomes of our children? As taxpayers of Murray County and all across the state of Tennessee, every district except for two, I believe it's two, are getting more money under TISA. Those two is because they've lost population. Okay. But we have continued to grow or stable, so we're going to get $17 more million for the same number of students in Murray County. So if there's ever an opportunity for the county commission and the school board to work together, where and, and we've we've told the county they don't have to increase their maintenance of effort number. Well, that should make them very so, happy. So that should alleviate a lot of this back and forth. So maybe a better discussion between our school boards and our county commissioners on how can we kind of partner together in making sure that we get the academic outcomes we're looking for and get out of the bottom 5% in education in the state of Tennessee. Lastly, the roads. We put a lot of money into roads, you know, this year. $3 billion in the TDOT, $750 million into each TDOT division. So our division is going to get $750 million. On top of that, we appropriated more money from the General Assembly to flow down to the counties. So Van Boshears, and I'm doing this from memory, and Van, if, you, if you're out there, you can text me. I think Van's going to get on top of the normal money he gets an additional $4.7 million from the state for our bridges and road work also. That's big. Boy, we need that. So um, we have figured out a way to return the surpluses we have back to the, to the, to the people 
by creating economic incentives through through lower taxes or sending the money back for road improvements and road projects or or uh, upgrading educational facilities in regards to career technical opportunities so it it's we're, we're starting to make a lot of headwind uh, economically in in Tennessee and it's because of leadership we have i mean we are on a pathway of let's try to make everything as good as we possibly can in Tennessee Scott, I was I went across the Bear Creek interchange uh, last night, and it's starting to look like it's gonna, like what it's gonna wind up being. <laughs> it okay. might actually be finished. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say that they're those magical words on schedule. I don't want to say that because it might it might you know <laughs> yeah. mess it up. But things are looking very well to have that project ahead of time and below cost. Yeah. Well, that's, that's those good. are our favorite words, ahead of time mm-hmm. and below cost. And then uh, as you see, the uh, the girders are going up up on um, up in uh, uh, Duplex it? Road. On Duplex yeah. Road. Yeah. Interchange. So, so um, be on the lookout now as they start to f- do final construction here. Be, be on the lookout for lane changes and, and, and rolling roadblocks. Mm-hmm. So just, just make sure you're very careful out there on 65, and especially around Bear Creek. Just be careful. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of people are walking around. And it, please do not just slow down. We don't want to have any down, kind man. of accident out there with a worker. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of good stuff going on here in Murray County. Um, uh, it's just, and we got the special session coming up. So I'm spending way too much time having to go to Nashville working on stuff up there. Uh, we heard Title 49 might be opened up into special session, which is education, which means there's possibility of another fix coming to the retention bill because we forgot to do something. Oh, yeah. well, fix So we'll fix that. Um, and then uh, just working on, uh, we're going to try to do, I talked to Senator Hensley uh, and myself, we're going to try to do some town halls here oh, uh, over good. the summer to try to download a lot of this information and answer questions. And then, um, like I said, we're working on the new math bill. Um, we're also working on artificial intelligence. I'm working well, that's on, a scary yeah, topic. I'm working on a bill right now on how we handle artificial intelligence in regards to the intellectual properties of the music industry, uh, using it in nefarious, there's a big word for you today, and for nefarious <laughs> ways. Um, <laughs> like, for instance, let's say I'm running for re-election. And it's a month before the primary, and all of a sudden this leaked audio of me gets out there that I say something heinous, right? Yes. That and you didn't really say. I never said it, say, right? Oh. But the damage is already done. Yeah. And that's the stuff we're working on. Or um, if you're trying to take over a company. Yeah. And you release some kind of recording of a CEO saying something that's terrible, right? Yeah. And the stock plummets, like Bud Light does something, right? Yeah. Right? There's things like that, and we've got to figure out. But here's the problem. We're on the frontier. Yeah, no one knows how far this will reach. And so when you've got them in Washington, when they testified before the Senate, the creators, the the people who run this kind of technology, they're coming to Washington telling the senators, you must regulate us. Yeah, I heard that testimony. And and that you could see in that man's face that he w- it was a serious concern. Yeah, it was scaring him. Yeah. And, and the senators were shocked, going, "You want us to regulate?" And normally they say, "Stop regulating us." Yeah. Right? They're saying you have to regulate us because this could get out of hand. So we're working on an artificial intelligence bill. Um, 
our very own Chandler Anderson, who helped me with the uh, abuse of, of healthcare workers. Yeah. Uh, we are tweaking that bill for next year. Uh, we're going to make it where instead of it identifying a worker, we're going to say if you if you commit an assault in a healthcare facility, so it covers all the workers. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we're going to we're going to tweak that bill next year. We'll run that bill. That should pass. And then the normal education stuff. We're working on the big math bill, uh, trying to understand the new commissioner. Um, I got Who's a, the new commissioner Hager. Uh, she was. She will be here Monday. I'll be meeting with her in probably two weeks. And what's her name? Lizette Reynolds Gonzalez. Well, Lizette Reynolds right. Gonzalez. So, um, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I listened to a lot of the charter debate last year. Last I this week. I was going to ask you if you wanted to kind of correct anything. Well, I'm, that. I'm I'm debating whether or not I want to go on Delk Show Monday <laughs> into the weeds and, and try to correct the. I mean. Whatever your thoughts are on charters, right? That's fine, but base your base your decision off of factual information. Yeah, not not emotion, conjecture, not, not conjecture or misinformation or opinion, right? Let, yeah. Because we're dealing with education, right? Let's make sure we have the facts to make a good decision here on whether or not this application is good for the students, good for the students of Murray County. Mm-hmm. Good for the students. And if it's good for the students, then do what's best for the students. And if yeah. it's not, then you say no. That's good. But well, do unfor- it off of information. Unfortunately, and I think Sheila might agree with me, in education there's lots of people that have little fiefdoms that they want to protect. Oh, well, yes. So and then know. there's some people who are not, who, who just cannot have an idea that some things could be changed because we like, the tra- and I'm certainly a traditional person, but but even when things creep in, you know, when the computers came in, that was a big threat to most people's right. classrooms and their record keeping and so on. So it's hard for us to make a change, an abrupt change, and that seems the charter schools seem to be an abrupt change. Mm-hmm. There's nothing gradual about it. Right. So yes, they need to get their their story straight if they're going to talk about it. Right. You know, it seems to me like the greatest thing that could happen to mathematics that you were talking about is never let a student take a test with a calculator. No, well, never. That's another bill that we're working on is, uh, well, not a bill. We've already talked to the State Board of Education. One of the problems we have is discipline in our classrooms. Oh, Lord, yes. And what happens is when we suspend a student, that student is deemed absent from the system. Yeah, so what that the, counts against the ADA. Yes, and it hurts the district. Yeah. So the districts kind of frown on suspending kids. They try to figure out alternative ways. The State Board of Education in August is going to change a rule that says if you suspend a student for disciplinary purposes and you provide an alternative learning environment for them while they're home, they're counted as attending, which means now districts can send kids home and under state law, if they're a minor, a parent must be present during their educational at home. Well, good luck on that. So, well, that, good that, luck on a lot of things. That's right. Well, we, that, that's certainly a good good move. Yeah, so. But the problem will be somebody supervising the work being done. That's correct. So. All right, folks. I guess unfortunately.